Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Hey, everyone. Well, got pretty uh, serious one here today, so let's just jump into it. No witty banter today. No, no. Let's just jump into it. So, recently, we had some, let's just say, shots fired at us, the ministry, um, Heidi and I personally, uh, from somebody we know, which uh, that person didn't intend, I don't think, uh, for this to be seen necessarily. Although it was posted publicly. Although it was. Um, but I mean, there's also no way that we would have seen this if somebody hadn't have showed us. So that being said, that's fine. That that stuff happens quite often. Um, that unfortunately, yeah, yes. unfortunately, being in ministry, this has happened so often. More times than I'd like to really talk about. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's painful every time it does. And well, because so, you love and care for people, yeah, you do so really deeply, do. and it sucks. So anyway, to 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 get over this whole self-loathing trip here. Um, because basically we'll just sit here and cry for the rest of the time. Like <laughs> Anyway, the shot that was fired, although it was a it was a shot, it was correct. Sure. And let me explain. This person had gotten upset at a recent podcast and um, apparently only heard what they wanted to hear out of it, which is, uh, that's fine. It happens. Um, it happens. And had, it was the podcast that I, that I had done about should Christians use gender neutral pronouns. And in that podcast, I had said uh, something to the effect of, homosexuality going against God's design and one of the main reasons um, it does is you know um, well not the main reason but it definitely one of them is the fact that it ruins God's intent for procreation it goes completely against that and um, I absolutely stand on that um Right, because common sense would lead you to if God's original design was for men to be with men and women to be with women, well, humanity would be gone by now, right? right? Because if that's what everybody did, obviously we we would cease to exist, was the point in what you said. Right. So they, and but yet they know, and because we know this person, they obviously know personal information about us. And I think you mentioned it in a different context later in the episode did i mention it i believe you did i i mean i know we've talked about okay, it well, before if I did, so we have I shared mean, yeah it. and i mean if if i did mention it in that same podcast then yeah i mean then this works too <laughs> you know yes yeah. um tomato but, potato yeah you get exactly it. but the shot was um heidi and this is to get real personal here for a podcast for everybody to know Oh, because this has just been the highlight of my life here. No, lately, but I mean, it brought, to... you know, and the whole reason why I'm bringing up this story is it brings up an interesting conversation it is. to and have. And we'll and use it's us a, as and the it example. Will, it will be able, yes, through us, 
it will be the example and um it'll be a a learning experience you know um hopefully it blesses somebody um anyway the uh i mentioned it, if i did mention it later on in that podcast I, I may have mentioned it before if i haven't heidi does have her tubes tied so i no longer can, can carry so heidi children. can and so the shot was that that's completely hypocritical and inconsistent to say that if homosexuality goes against God's design for procreation, then to turn around and have your tubes tied, what like that's that just sounds ridiculously stupid and hypocritical. Yep. Because that's exactly what that does. And she, this person is right, a hundred percent. And this is something. Um that I believe us as Christians, we need to stay consistent on. So if the question is asked, should I get my tubes tied or use some sort of birth control? Mm-hmm. What, what, and we've, we've done other podcasts on birth control too. I think we've, we've talked about it as well. And maybe, yep. maybe I've even said some different things in those, but I've, I've, I've grown later and this has been, I mean, this has been something I think that's more so developed over the, the more recent years of my feelings on this. It's not something, you know, I mean, I've developed position, a uh, position on this to you know, I, I think as to where I wasn't sure how I, f- I felt about this. So I've definitely developed a position on this. And no, if we're going to, to, to go and, and say this, I don't believe that we should I don't use any kind of, of birth control. And I don't think that you should get your tubes tied if that is, is a question that you have had or have, have thought about. Um, I, I think so if faced with the question, if faced with hey, that question, I'm, do I'm you warring want to get with, your yes. tubes tied or I don't want kids. So give me the Thank pill, give me a shot, that, give me yes. an IUD, whatever. I don't want kids. Right. Make that happen is right. what you're saying there. Right. So if the question yes. is you don't want kids, find a way to make that not exist. Okay. Right. Get my tube tied, take birth control, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. that's an issue and why is that an issue right yeah that's exactly and thank you for clarifying that because that's very important because i think when you say that this automatically brings up ten thousand questions and people already get heated and especially when it comes to a topic like this with women um but i mean the same thing for guys no i mean guys should not get a vasectomy either um i've always been against that i mean I think you were against if you had to go and get a surgery. <laughs> right. I think is why you were always like, oh gosh, no, why would a guy do that? Well, yeah. But I, be for real. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, if, if somebody comes to me and asks the question, I'm sure, should I get a bisectomy? No. Should you get your tube tight? No. Should you be on a pill? Should you? No. Um, like you said, the, the IUD, there is so many things that, you know, well, because um, first you need to understand most of the birth control methods that we do have out there. Um, it's not, uh, you're definitely walking a line of, well, when's abortion? Okay. Then, you know what I mean? Um, and that's very damaging. 
Now, this is not to say that, of course, it's not a conditional. It has to be conditional. Mm-hmm. Because there is 10,000 reasons under the sun that a woman or a situation would warrant some sort of control. Which for us in our situation was the only reason why we're here in the first place. Right. However, I don't think that we should is a general rule. And I think that's that's the answer to that question, as Heidi said, if you're if you're coming at it from either of those sides. Which again, let's just remember because I feel like people go crazy whenever it's a biblical topic. And the, we know why the people go crazy when you talk about this. Unbelievers and maybe newer believers, both. We go crazy about this because God's word, his law is written on all of our hearts. I don't care what you believe, right? And so when we are willingly living contrary to his law, you know, he is our creator. He's, he's on every fiber of our being. So when we live as unbelievers or as, you know, lukewarm, whatever, whatever term you want to use, I think we get so upset about this because we don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear conviction. I don't want to feel any of it. You know what I mean? And so we react to this so violently, you know, where we just throw it out there and we go, oh, well, see, that's just you being, you know, hypocritical or whatever, because you're, well, you're adding conditions into it. You're saying there is no black and white. I either follow God or I don't, but yet you're saying we can have conditions to this. Mm -hmm. So whenever you talk about this in a religious standpoint, people go nuts, right? And it's like, okay, but let's stop and look at this from any other standpoint that we can reconcile in our minds makes perfect sense. Eating a fast food American diet is bad for you. You will die, right? Heart disease, obesity, diabetes. I mean, we can go on for days. The, the main killers of Americans is not COVID. It's our diets, right? If I live off of candy bars and fast food and soda... I'm not going to be healthy, mm-hmm. but there are conditions to that. Can I go eat McDonald's and drink a soda? Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. Will I die today? No, not this year, not in the next 10 years, right? Like, but if you continue down that path, you're going to cause big problems, right? So we can look at this from any other standpoint and go, oh, yeah, yeah, you can have conditions. Well, it's the same thing here because you say, hey, should believers, followers of Christ, stop their ability to follow God's created order and produce children? No, yeah. you shouldn't. No. Are there situations where that comes into play sure. and it's not sinful? Yes, sure, that's absolutely. true. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I think that we are, I, I think this does fall, you know, under, you know, I, you know, I don't know. It goes, this, this goes a lot of different ways that it, like, like we said, it's conditional and I'm not, and I'm not going to make it absolute about every, every little detail here, but just to note, going back to our personal situation and 
what I want everybody to hear and to understand is, is, and I'm not speaking for Heidi. I, we both talked about, I mean, we both consistently talk about this and, and here's the thing is we have a bunch of our friends. We have people in our church right now who are pregnant or just had babies. And of course, you know, women, that's uh, anytime a baby's around, that sets <laughs> off baby fever. I well, want all the babies uh, right now. Uh, particularly even before this situation came up, this has been something that has grieved Heidi and I both for a long time uh, leading up to this. When you as a thing. woman no longer possess the ability to bear children, that is something that screws with you on many different levels that I did not expect to find myself in at 35 years old. In a few things, number one, this decision was made before I became any kind of pastor. I may have been uh, in the beginning of my education in my journey to this in my, you know, this was very early on that we had Olivia. Um, and I felt certainly felt differently about it then. And in hindsight, now that we're here, we both really regret that decision. And it grieves both of us because we're both young. Our, our youngest now is three and she is, oh my gosh, she's, I mean, she would make most people go, you know what? I don't know if I want, but <laughs> she's pretty but hardcore. She's also, for real. <laughs> I mean, she, it's, she's just also so precious and we're both young and we both really, truly enjoy you know, our children and, and their personality. And, I mean, and we said when she was a baby, we were like, I would have 10 more kids right if now. If it was like, yeah, I mean, we did. After she was born, we said that, you know, this this isn't so bad. And and now looking at that going, I, I t right now, I totally want another baby. I would, I, would, I would love another kid. I would love another child right now. And it kills both of us. I think that we, that that's not a possibility. And we look and we, that, that was a bad decision. That was a wrong decision. And we both regret that. I think even us on both extremes, the reason why this decision was made, obviously too, was many health reasons. It was um, never, was ever told, from a place though of, I don't ever want to have kids make it stop. You know what I mean? Like it was never from that place of I'm so done with kids. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't our position in the first place. No, it, no, it wasn't. It was, it was done from a, a health standpoint because after we had our middle child, I, well, I guess I would be Lily. Um, yeah. um, not our middle, middle child, but our one before our, our second baby, our third, third, third. Yeah. And then I was final answer. We don't know how many kids. Final answer. Good gosh. After I we only, had our third kid, see, yeah, which was a very scary delivery. Yes. Which, well, and the doctor told, notified us that you should probably, she came in and said, you should probably not have any more children. Um, like there's, it won't be good. Yeah. Because there's, there's. You had a bunch of scar tissue. Your uterus was very thin. 
Um, and there's, there's a bunch of different reasons that they gave us. And you say that it probably won't work out very well health-wise for you um, to have another child. And sure enough, I mean, you were a high-risk pregnancy with your last one with Olivia. And you did have complications. And they thought Olivia was going to have some complications. Yeah, we went into that delivery knowing that the baby most certainly is going to have some complications. We went through a whole pregnancy where it looked where we were we were offered the option to terminate the pregnancy multiple times throughout it because things were so bad. And we went into her delivery knowing that there was a very 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 big possibility that I would not be doing so hot. So that aided our decision in that. And I don't feel, listen, I don't think any other Christian that has made that decision should feel any sort of guilt on that because we feel a little bit of guilt from that doesn't mean that that's every single case. It's not because and and you you can't beat yourself up over it and you have done nothing wrong and it's not something like that you should sit and wallow like what have i done forever yeah you've sinned and god you know, can't no. forgive you or and something it's something that i mean number one it's uh, i mean it's a very very serious surgery but i mean you can get it reversed and uh, some can't i suppose after time um but um you know, it, it's not something that anybody should feel guilty about or if anybody's faced with that decision. I'm, I don't think that it's a, it's a very sensitive issue, but that's, for, that's conditional for the believer to make. And if you have a family that is decided because of a health issue that you must do something like this, then the Lord will bless you in that decision and you have no fault for that. And, and that, that is going to be in your lane in, in whatever decision that is. Because the heart of your matter is not, I'm going against what God has made right. and stopping everything because that's not the life I want to live. Right. That's the heart of the issue, right? And that's the problem where like people can't seem to reconcile the difference between that and homosexuality. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, I mean, they're they're they're, they're really not even in the same category, not in the but same ballpark. <laughs> but I I mean, as far as being consistent in how we as Christians treat this, yes, we should not do that. If if this is presented to us in an option format, as as you said, you know, um, no, I don't want kid get that, you know, you better get that tied up. Well, then absolutely. No, that's wrong. And, and you should not do that. Um, you know, and, but for us in our particular situation, we are to the point, both of us are to the point in, in our faith now that we would leave regardless of the risk to you or to the child in this situation I would leave that up to the Lord. And because the, your last pregnancy, although she said that you had, we had complications with it, she had said that, you know what, everything looks okay. It's going to be hard on your body, but are you sure this is something that you want to do because everything looks okay? 
this question was presented to us. I was there in the operating room when this question was presented. And because we were really blessed and quite honestly amazed that the delivery went as right, well because as you had it did. so many complications yeah. up to that point. We had a full operating room of doctors ready for some Extra sort of issue. Extra surgeons on standby, like ready all for of some the sort of issue yeah. to happen because it was a high, it was it was semi high risk, and it wasn't as high risk at the end as it, as we thought it was going to be, but it was still high enough to have a full room for, full of doctors that ended up going. After they got into it, going okay, you don't need us, okay, you know. Wow, but this was a lot this better is a than we lot thought it was going to be. Than what we thought because of the complications that you did have, you had all you know, a few, uh, ser- you know, honest complications uh, before that. But anyway, um, we were both, you know, presented with a question, and without even thought, we said yes, absolutely, time. But now, looking back at that moment, right now, I think, and, and I'm not speaking for Heidi, I'll let you talk after this, but um, both of us in that moment where our faith is now, we would say, no, don't. And because right now, I, we would love to have a baby. And I, and I wish that was an option for us. Now, Heidi's trying to feel... The, fill this void with dogs that she wants so well you know because it's a hard thing to look at because it's like okay so for our position we were warned time and time again then we tried a natural planning you know because we weren't i I don't want to do the birth control route you know so we tried natural family planting planning which worked for six years right like it worked for a long time so when I even found out I was pregnant with Olivia. It was like, oh my gosh, that cannot be. We've been doing everything in our power, you know, to not do that because of the serious, you know, risk that it said. And so I didn't have my tubes tied after Virginia was born, even though they said, you know, most definitely you cannot have more kids. And we just tried natural family planning. Then when this happened and we started having all the complications right away in this pregnancy and they asked about, you know, getting your tubes tied. It was like, well, I I guess that's what we have left. I I mean, I guess that's at the point. I know I'm going to be a C-section while you're in there. You might as well, you Mm. know? And so it never was like, oh my gosh, yes, no more kids, cut them up. You know what I mean? Like that was never our heart's intent. It was just, if this is where the health is at, we're seeing the baby struggle, I'm struggling, you know, all of this, like, I guess that's what we have to do. Yeah. Was it a, like, yes, please do it. Cause I don't want any harm to come to Heidi or, you know, yeah. Or the, the future or baby, future anything, baby like or anything like that. And so for us, you know, going through that and, and now being on the other side of it where, I mean, we immediately were like, oh my gosh, like this sucks. We can never have more kids, you know, and you have to live with that. And now it's hard when you have friends, you know, that are expecting and you're like, oh my gosh, I like, why does my inability to bear children keep coming up? You know what I mean? Because it does, it hurts. And not that anybody should be like, oh my gosh, because I share in my friend's joy and it's exciting. But knowing that that isn't something that, you know, I get to have. And then the other part of it too is and everything. like knowing that you had a hand in it almost. Well, like, but this like, is the part where I feel like I go back and forth because, right, we can sit here and play no, this no, no, on no, both sides. No, not, not like, but like we said, you know, the other night when I said, like, man. I know. 
I know. But then that's where I have to sit here and I go, okay, so this was one of two things. Was this, it was a serious pregnancy. I mean, I know that we lived it. It was, was God just so gracious to us in answering our prayers during that delivery that it went as smoothly as it did. And we were wise to use the knowledge that we had in our hands and make the decision we did, right? Yeah. Or was it really not as bad as a situation as the doctors had believed it to be? And I'm fine and we shouldn't have done it. And we should have, you know, not that we did it maliciously or with bad intent, but we should have not done it. And, you know, I could be having more kids right now. Instead of, you know, and trying to find a that's puppy. Where in hindsight, that's just where in hindsight where she said that everything looked good. And you're in and, 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 and she, you, you actually had like a, you know, everything looked okay. Yeah. Like, like, and that's why we were so surprised. It was like a miracle. Like when we got, because we were like, that can't be, that can't be correct. And I don't know if, like you said, I don't know if we're in between this that we don't. Well, and, and we're, I don't know here on earth if we're ever going to have those answers, right? Because right. it's one or the other. So God either, because we, you know, like we said, we went from very high risk, very big issues to the smoothest operation you could ever imagine with the nurses going, is this the same delivery that we had to have like special meetings and prep for because it was supposed to be so bad and this is like the most perfect <laughs> you know thing we baby was perfect she didn't even come out crying she was just happy and pink and perfect you know and we've mm -hmm. had babies come out gray before you know we know the difference and you know so, so that's where you look at it and you go was god just so gracious and so blessed us right because then you go okay well you should have just had more faith instead of going and doing that Okay. Well, yeah, no, if I, I were to go like walk, that, if yeah. I were to go walk out into the middle of the interstate right now and get slammed into by a car, that wouldn't be me not having enough faith for God to get me through that. Right. That would be like, what do you, he also gave you a brain to think, right? Like, and to <laughs> don't go walking right. out into the middle of the interstate. Mm -hmm. You're going to get hit or cause an sure. accident. I mean, something's going to happen because at the same point, you know, and that's that part where we could go around for circles and say, was that, you know, God yeah, no. gives us the ability to do things. You know what I mean? Like, but that's where you dig deeper to the heart of the issue. And that's where it's so hard when you see people perceive it like the experience we're dealing with right now of being hypocritical and right. whatever the case may be. Because it's like, no, because the problem always is you as an unbeliever might only see the surface. And I get that. Why would you see anything different? Right. That would make no sense. But there's always the root. There's always the heart of the matter. And so if you are a Christian who is using whatever form of birth control you are, be it having your tubes tied, whatever you're doing, that's whatever, because at the heart of the matter, you want nothing to do with having more kids. That would interrupt your life. It would, whatever your reason may be, then yes, there is an issue there. There is some type of heart issue that you have against God right now that needs to be dealt with. Just like someone who is choosing to act in homosexuality. There is a root cause, a heart of the matter there that is the problem. Mm -hmm. Everything else is just the surface level result, what we see of that. You know, and I think I've, I've mentioned it before too. I think I've always been something that I've always been 
fair to homosexuality in the way that I do believe that it is something that is part of our fallen world and a result of it. And that these things are, you know, we all have our different battles. Absolutely, we do. And how we, none of us can act on those battles. You know, that's where it doesn't make my sin any different than a homosexual sin. No. We both can't be doing the same thing. But the point was, is there are some sins that just, that are just worse than others. And that's the best way to say it. I mean, it's, it, it, that's going to be, you know, this would, this would, um, you know, hold a lot of people aghast. They'd be like, oh, what? What did he just, like... No, I mean, the fact of the matter is there is. Um, Sin is sin, but there's definitely, um, you know, certain sins that are are worse than others. And, um, you know, especially in the church, Uh, inside of the church, that's literally the one of the worst possible things. Am I saying that? You know, I'm talking to believers and inside of the church here. This is a Christian podcast. This is not a, you know, non-believers podcast. So, you know, you may not agree with what's being said, but this is biblical. And you, you, you're, you know, God is not exclusive to you. Like you can't make him and mold him into be what you want to be when he has been revealed through his word. If you don't want to agree with it, fine. If you think it's a fairy tale and foolish, I'll say that I can, I understand how you come to that conclusion. And I wouldn't argue about that because it says in scripture that this is foolishness to you because you're an unbeliever. This is just like you don't, I mean, in your, in, you don't want to understand it. You've hardened your heart. You've hardened your heart. Yeah. So, but this does. But that this doesn't change like what foolish, truth is. <laughs> right. This, this is a foolish fairy tale to you that, that could be fallible in, in man's word. Uh, to me, this is something that I find no foul in. And you can't, you know, you, you can't, it, 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 it's not really a give and take thing here. It says what it says. And there, there are definitely some things that are worse than others. Um, like I said, especially inside of the church. But then. You know, in the outside world, um, I think that, you you know, we need to be cautious of thinking how, but this is this way of thought. That's it's what's just so hard about it. But I mean, we need to be cautious about being how self-entitled are we? Like we're, you're not your own. You were, you're somebody, you were bought with a price. A very, very big price. A very big price. And, you know, I don't know. It doesn't need to, 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 I guess we can kind of put this one to bed. We don't need to keep rolling around in it, but I, I, this is a conversation. Please don't. And I know so many people that have had, you know, I know two people personally who I dearly love that have had one, one of them had to do this be not because of, of, of stillborn children and and all sorts of health complications for hers all sorts of things so i know somebody that had to do it and i know somebody else um who i heidi i'm not gonna say anything but it's um 
they, it was they chose choice, that right? They thought was right. What it was they choice, wanted to correct? Do. Yes. Because uh, I know, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I can think you. of two specific situations here, but it was choice. And I love these two people dearly, and have they? They have. They they need to feel absolutely no guilt. They need to have no second thought. They need to even not think twice about it, because that is absolute. There's nothing wrong there. So this is conditional to each individual person. I can't speak for everybody's situation. I can just use this as a, as is a is a you know, opportunity to be able to talk about consistency though in Christianity. And if we are going to say that homosexuality is wrong because of this reason, then we would have to say that birth control is wrong for this same reason. And that was the situation that was presented and I'm and I couldn't say anything I couldn't argue against that. Yeah, because if your I reason was right. is, I mean, I was I that that person right, yes. was right. If your reason for birth control is I'm not having kids, I'm not doing that, I'm whatever. This is where the world called wrong. you out, and I looked around. I said, "You're yep, dead right. You're dead right. I completely agree with I, you." And I'm I'm I am either seemingly a hypocritical in that, or you misunderstood what I said, or I am hypocrite. One you of the you know, <laughs> right? One of these one yeah. of these things. Um, but that is, that, that is very much true. So if that question is presented and if this argument is to be had, then yes, that is true. Um, so let's put that topic to bed. Um, please, my heart goes out to anybody that has made this decision, that regrets it, that had to make this because of health or or, you know, Whatever. or, you know, or you're even offended that I'm even saying anything and you're like, what? I, there's nothing I find in scripture wrong with what I, you know, I, I, I'm on the shot or IUD or whatever. Um, okay. You know, like I said, I don't want, I'm not, my, my, my heart goes out to, um, all of you. And, and I know there's all kinds of different situations for different people here. Um, but just, you know, as, um just as a general rule. So let's just put that to bed and, um, don't, don't beat yourself up. Don't think the Lord is upset and, and don't overthink it. Um, because what's done is done. It's already been forgotten. We move forward and there's, you know, um, you know, we can't do anything about it. So. Just like anything else in your past that you're not yeah. very happy you about, have, yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, Let it go. It completely let it go. It's you are I, a new I, I creation, just, right? We I can just always... wanted to have this conversation on a personal level for for so, to to hopefully either answer a question, to clarify, or to bless somebody. So whatever it can do. But it, this leads me just leads us into just the second topic that um, uh, we won't go too far into. But uh, I want to remind everybody that we i am not perfect surprise nope. surprise nor do we ever think nor, or feel or live we, as or, we think nor we are. do nor do and i'm just going to stand up for anybody that teaches god's word that truly teaches god's word i acknowledge there's a bunch of wackos and false teachers out there that do not truly teach god's word and beat people over the head like i acknowledge and unfortunately those things. are who you most likely know or have seen or dealt with in your life because that's what most teachers nowadays are right get it got I it get it okay 
But um, for for those that are truly teaching God's word, they will be to the first ones to tell you that they are the worst of all sinners. Yep. Paul said this. Yep. I am the chief sinner. I am the worst of all. I'm worse than all of you. And a lot of that comes from the knowledge of God's word. A lot of that comes from a teaching perspective, because think about that in perspective. If you're teaching God's word, then you have a general knowledge of his word and what God says and what his promise. Like, you, you know, all of these things and these things should formulate your thoughts and how you go about everything. Yet you still make some stupid decisions like the rest of the world does even at times. Like, you know better than that. And you're held to a higher standard than that. You know, so, like, how bad do you think that that looks? Yeah. Like, so, but they're, like I said, we are the first ones to tell you that, that yeah, that, that's, we, we probably sin worse than all the rest of you because we know better and we still do it. We are in God's word every day. This is, this is how we are supposed to mold ourselves. We look at, you know, first and second Timothy, Titus, we, we look at these pastoral letters and, you know, we are held to such a high standard, not out of works, because that's not what saves us, but we also can't like, you know, we got to get this idea of saying, oh, so is he speak, saying now it's, now it's about works. No, but my actions are going to be a reflection of what's in my heart. <laughs> there's a lot of instruction Paul gives on 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 the qualifications for a pastor, and you know you hold yourself to that standard. That's the standard that you have to meet every single day at all times. And knowing that you're going to fail that, but that still doesn't lower the bar at all. I don't get to heaven by doing this, but this is my, this is my standard regardless. And I, f I fail consistently at that every single day. I fail at that, but that doesn't change anything. And that certainly has made vast improvements in my life from keeping God's word in, in that divine standard that he has for a teacher of God's word. Well, that has certainly helped, but that is not, it's not that I have become sinless. I exactly. just sin It's not that less. you've never, you just never, ever sin ever whatsoever. No, because all flesh does sin. The difference that I feel like people so often don't understand, like you said, it's not that I'm sinless. I just sin less. It means that when you are truly walking in the ways of the Lord, truly living your life for Christ, regardless of if you're a teacher or not. You will not sit in sin, right. choosing willingly to make sinful decisions, live a sinful lifestyle, do things that go adamantly against the ways of the Lord and still say, yeah, I love God, right? Mm -hmm. So if you truly are doing that, it's not that you're perfect and you just think you're better than everyone else. No, not at all. I screw up plenty of things, but I also don't 
stay remaining in the sin that I once did. Yeah, and that's and that's the point is and I feel like the Ravi Zacharias situation brings up a very good point for that. To say and and I had a lot of people come back on that on the other side and take little shots at that too. It's like what? Oh, you know, and that or they'll bring up David and and Bathsheba and, and say that what, you know, even God's, you know, God's men did this and everything like that. And I can assure you that I don't go into spas for service. I can sh- assure you that I do not, um, you know, abuse women the way that re- I can assure you that I don't do that. And I, and that is not acceptable. That is a, that's something that will get you. I, I mean, this isn't, I mean, that is like one of the worst, that is like the worst thing ever, especially for a teacher of the word. And I can assure you that I will not or do not do that. And that isn't me being better. That isn't me having some holy, like, look at me, like, how good I am. Like, does that, does that me saying that, does that mean that I'm not going to sin? No, that doesn't. But that means I'm not going to do that. And I can guarantee you I'm not going to do that. That doesn't put me on any better platform. That puts me on the new creation side where I have the Holy Spirit inside of me. And I don't do things like that. Now, I still, as Paul explains, we still war in Romans that we still war with the flesh. We still have this earthly tent. It is, it is what is, you know, we have the Holy Spirit as a seal, but we still have this earthly tent on that has flaw in it. We must be changed to even enter the kingdom of heaven. So this, you know, this, this flaw will get me to, to definitely, I, 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 I sin quite often in, in, in ways, um, you know, that are a lot different though, in ways that I used to. And that's the whole point is that's what repentance is. You take those things that you used to do and you don't do them anymore. And not only do you not do them anymore, but you try to help others that are in the same sin as you were. That should be where your ministry is. I mean, we all know our, our biggest problem. I've, I've said this before. We, we all know our biggest issues. It's, it's not all you have to do is be honest with yourself. And we know our biggest sins. And most of us know that have come to Christ and have turned, truly repented and turned, these things make us disgusted. These things that we used to do, they absolutely disgust us. So yeah, you can bring up, any anybody from my past can bring up any situation that you can. Any little thing. I mean, taking this just to... Just even Heidi and I, with being 17 and pregnant, and long before, you know, be like, like, do it. So if, if we want to go there, or if you even want to bring up older issues even before that. Yeah. Why do you think 
sec living in sexual sin hits home so much. Why do you think when we see others caught in the trap of fornication, thinking it's okay? Like, why do you think that that hits such a deep seated home to us? It's not because we think we're better than you. It's because I'm going, oh, sweet loved one. Yeah, like I, I huh, wish I'm someone cared. You sound like to do me. This for me. You're involved in a situation that I was involved in. You were you were in a place that I was, and oh, and man. if I wouldn't have come to truth of God's word and repented of that, I would be headed on the same path to destruction that I once was. And if I could, one of the things about forgiveness is the Lord wipes our sin clean in remembrance of that. But the one thing that he doesn't do is doesn't promise you the men in black brains app that you're not going, you don't have to live with yeah, the consequences of what you've done. Yeah, just because he sees us as we will be because we're covered in Christ's blood. <laughs> that doesn't mean. <laughs> Instead of what we once were. Anything goes away. Yeah. And I, it, in if if it's true repentance, it, the things will pain you. And it shouldn't be something that you constantly think about. Unfortunately, being in the position of, um, I think, a teacher, it always gets thrown back up in some way or another because any time that you speak against sin, somebody always assumes that you are perfect and that you're trying to tell everybody how to live their lives and that you don't sin at all and that you're holier than thou. And that's just like, you know, like we said, that's just so not true. I am just so incredibly grieved so often by so many different things. And especially, like you said, when you see specific sins, when I see couples that aren't married, that and, and the way that I see the world in the way that, you know, it's not, and it's not even that. It's not just couples that aren't mailing. I feel like that's singling out people. I feel like that that's even, you know, singling out because we are so far gone. Oh, there's, that's, like, that's like a drop in the bucket, and there's so, <laughs> you know, I mean, compared to in, all in the so many different stuff. ways. And people truly don't understand, like we've talked about before, people truly don't understand, like, yeah, you know, yes, sex before marriage is wrong. It's, it's no, it's, you're not free to do whatever you want. Yeah, like it's not dating, it's fornication. Not, no. And I mean, surprise, surprise, like, you know, it, it's like better to not have like, like you said, we, in the last episode, like those days, like it's time that we bring back shame. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it used to be that if right, you lived this lifestyle, like you, you would feel ashamed of your actions like, because they're we wrong. Used, like, I mean, we used to make fun of those types of girls, and those types of girls were the types and of men, girls right? That, they, they, you, and those, men, those yeah. were shameful, and you felt yeah, and shame men. from those in your family, your friends, society all around you because what you were doing is shameful I because mean, it's even, wrong, right? We even made movies about this, yeah. You know, like the. Well, and now we just look at that like, oh gosh, can you imagine, you know? And it's like, yes, it is sad. Look how far from morality our society is. And so, I mean, especially when we're, we're talking about that, like, guess what? When you marry somebody, like, it, it sucks to even have any type of past on either side of that. Yeah. 
that could be on the guy side that could be on the girl side that could be on both it doesn't matter but i mean at some point like that's you don't want somebody that's been used up like that's just wouldn't that be something that is common sense to tell like somebody like I mean, it, one you, would you just think give yourself, just you just give yourself freely just in, in whatever you want. Like that's just using yourself and that like, like that, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, but, and, and like I said, I mean, it, it, it's so far gone. It's, I, I almost feel bad for saying that, but, um, you know, just coming back around to it, I guess it's it's. If you think that there isn't sin and struggle, no, and if you don't think that there absolutely is reason, like you said, Heidi, a second ago, that we bring up certain subjects, or um, you know anything like that, there is, and and we do, we acknowledge those. I acknowledge those things, and and you know, I certainly am a completely different person than I was um before you know before Heidi and even at the beginning with Heidi I mean I'm, I'm a completely different person than that and I have all sorts of guilt for not only hurting friends like good friends of of mine that um you know this should have never happened um and then i mean even in in heidi and i's in 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 the beginning of our relationship i mean i was you know it was was very there was a lot of love there but it was very very toxic uh, and it was probably it was definitely more so on my side (laughs) it was i mean i'm not naming any names but definitely (laughs) very very toxic person to you um and for you and I just thank God that I know that I did truly care about you. <laughs> like, I just thank God that the, he actually felt, you know, worked that all out because, you know, I was horrible in in every single way. Um, not, you know, I don't want you to get all big head over here, Heidi, because. Don't get too excited. Don't get too excited, okay? <laughs> I didn't even say a word. You, I'm sitting over perfect. here quiet, not even saying nothing. I mean. It was definitely on my end. I was wrong, but you weren't perfect. Um, but it was it was me. <laughs> I'll just let you say what you're gonna say. It's okay. <laughs> World knows. Hey, if I just wait long enough, somebody's gonna post it online and use it against us anyway. So you can right? say whatever you want to say. <laughs> right. It doesn't even matter what's truth oh, anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sure we'll get some kind of message about it. <laughs> Oh boy. Well, that being said, I acknowledge those things and those things <laughs> grieve me and those things Thank are you. certainly things that I don't walk in. I haven't walked in and, and I'm not defending myself in that way. We're just, I, but I do, I, you know, as I said, I mean, especially as a teacher, I mean, your, your life is under a consistent microscope and on the same, on the same side of this coin is that I also am allowed to have a life not not a sinful life no not at all but there's definitely certain things that i am allowed to do i've said many times on this podcast before that i personally 
like beer. Mm-hmm. I am not a drinker. I don't drink all the time. I don't drink a lot. In fact, I don't have anything in my home right at the moment. With the weather warming up, though, that's why it comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I do, especially when it gets warmer, I do enjoy. I do not get drunk. I, believe me, this is coming from somebody that is very a very professional drunk. I didn't ever have a, a problem with alcohol as a stumbling block. I, uh, it was controlled. It was always just something that I could take or leave. Um, but you I mean, know, you got the, a little borderline there for a minute. Yeah, but. I did. But, <laughs> but being now warm, warming, you know, and before I became a pastor, let me mention that. Years and years and years before you even truly were walking before. as a believer yes. again. So, but with the weather getting warm again, I'm like, you know what? It's it's time for some some beer. Again. Pull out the beer. grill, Pull get a cold the grill, beer, get a beer. Yeah, yeah that's I, and and there is nothing wrong. With that, as a believer, that's a controversial statement. I know many people disagree, um, you know, many of the Baptist nature, uh, which is fine. Um, I'm if not, you want to err if, on the if, side of if caution. If you want to err on that, fine. Nothing wrong with that. And, and you know, I'm not going to sit here and debate you on that. I'm going to debate you if you tell me that um, the Bible doesn't leave the freedom to do so if I have, have gone through the, you know, the it's not a stumbling stuff. block yeah. for me. As long as it's not a stumbling block around somebody else. Now, I have plenty of friends and I have church members that they come over to my house. Am I going to sit and and grill and drink a beer? No, because that that could be a stumbling block. Does that mean that I'm hiding the fact that I like beer and that I might have it in my privacy? When you're doing. Yeah. When 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 said person who, you know, or church members who come over. Um, you know, if, if I, if I don't happen to have beer, am I hiding? No, I'm making sure that there's no stumbling block there, but I will let you, I mean, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to say, yeah, when you're not here, I drink beer. Do you want me to just like, <laughs> get like a beer every once in a while? Do you want me to just say that? Like that? I mean, that's every what three say. months I have a beer. <laughs> here is my <laughs> like, schedule. Again, I don't think it's right for a Christian to get drunk. And I think, and, and there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of debate, and I know I've heard you know, even um, Spencer Smith, who I really, really like. I really enjoy Spencer, but I don't. I, I disagree with him on alcohol. John Barnett, I, I really like John Barnett. I disagree with him on that. There, it's and it's, it's not because of it's, your it's opinion. Not because it's of what my opinion. you it's see just in because scripture. of what I believe that Scripture says. And there is there is a control aspect there. There is definitely there is definitely a process for this. And that, but there's a self-control aspect to this that, that I don't believe that anybody else brings into their viewpoint on this. Because I think that, again, if you have a believer there that has no stumbling block that can refrain from drinking too much, as Paul instructs, you know, I mean... And, and, but and so obviously does, not all people can do this. Yeah, right? not not everybody can. So I and I and it is wrong. It is a sin for me on the other side of this to have that type of stumbling block be around somebody. Now, the knowledge of knowing that I like a beer, if that if you create that as a stumbling block in your head, that's your problem. That's not mine. Okay, I'm not it's not going to be anywhere around you. 
you can be sure that I am not a, a drunk drinking all the time and, and doing the, I can assure you that that's not the case. And I can assure you, and I can point you right in scripture where it is perfectly fine that I do this. In fact, Paul instructs Timothy to drink wine because of his stomach ailments. He had problems with his stomach. So he instructs him to not worry about refraining from it, thinking that this is, you know, this is going to be a, a issue, a, a, a conflicting thought here, to say, don't worry about it. He also instructs the women to be self-controlled and not slaves to much wine. Not don't drink any not wine don't whatsoever. Drink any wine, period. It says not to much wine. If you have a glass of wine at dinner, if you have a beer at grill, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And if you create the stumbling block for me, while I'm not doing anything around you, then then that's not my issue. And I'm I'm sorry that I hurt you. But at this point, what would you like me to say that I'm never going to do this again? So you're 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 you've already made this judgment, you know, and which is an incorrect judgment to begin with. So that's where it's like I am allowed, and and none of this has anything to do with alcohol. I'm just I'm just bringing this up as an Some example. Some examples are just easy to use. Yeah, <laughs> because I can think is one thing that that where when I say that I am allowed to have a life and and not consider this sinful. Um, because it's, you know, the fact of, you know, I don't want to acknowledge me drinking a beer with sin, you know, like that's not what I'm trying to do, but I don't know. Anyway, I, I know I didn't go back around to my point with Spencer. I know they don't believe that they don't believe that there's any such thing as self-control. They believe that any type of, um, alter, you know, they, they believe that anything alters it, even one drink, you know, and they have it all broken down and. I can't argue with that. Okay. That's your, that's where you stand on it. I come to a different, definitely come to a different conclusion in scripture. I'm, I'm kind of surprised because it's, this is where dispensationalists are really, really funny because they're, they're most of the times they're consistent. All of the time they're usually consistent. I am one, but in in some selective areas, they and it, and it's usually when it comes to this stuff, they take it. You know, they'll they'll take Paul's instructions to Timothy. They'll take what Jesus says, and they'll say, "Well, that's not literal. He was saying something else." Like you lit you 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 point fingers at other people's theology saying that you spiritualize the text by saying that it doesn't say that it says this but it, it's directly it, that's exactly what it says so how can you be pointing your finger at somebody else saying this thing and you're doing the exact same thing when it comes to this and that's what i feel that a lot of them do with this like you you, you they, there's it's plain what paul says it's plain what christ says it plain it's plain what I think Solomon says in the Old Testament. Uh, I think it's plain in, in, in all throughout, you know, I mean, even in the Torah, I think we, we see this. So uh, I think that it's, it's funny that they don't want to interpret these things literally. 
and they don't, and they they have a, a chain, a, a different thought on that, and that's fine. Uh, you know, okay. I, I don't think this is something that we should fight over. Now I know we don't divide over this, right? And I know Spencer is definitely on the other side of it, where this is serious, and I and I get that because it's not that I'm making light of that. Uh, there's nothing. Well, and you look at the damage done, and it's yeah, exactly. like I see how people I, get there. If, exactly. Again, if we and, need to and, err on a side, and, let's err on a side of caution. And listen, <laughs> I believe that the people that are talking against it would have no problem with what I said. With okay, yeah, I enjoy a beer every once in a while. You know, just being on, but like in in the privacy of my own home, in the pri- you know, all of these different things. I'm not Jeff. So you're Durbin not. Over I was gonna here. say you're not gonna start yeah, a late night drinking, show and be drinking or, or on your on, podcast. On, you know, James White or, or um, you know uh, Doug Wilson drinking beer on camera and and being red faced drunk. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying either. There's that's wrong, and and I think that's debauchery, and I think there's I, there's a lot I think about that, but um, you know. As far as is is doing something on the other side of it, no, that's that's a little bit different, and um, you know, I I think that we should definitely err on that side of caution and teaching. It's not it's something that has ruined our society. Let's be honest; it's not something that people can have self control with clearly. Um, but it's something that's in our society. It's something that's in our world, and and it's unfortunate. And I know it's it's affected a lot of people. Uh, so I don't want to make I don't make any any light of it. And if it's something that truly bothers you and grieves you, then stay far far away from it. Then it is a sin for you to do so. You know, I I mean if you if you have any thoughts and you, and you're second guessing yourself and doing things, well then absolutely. Um, but I, I don't think it's fair to, you know, I don't think it would be fair to plant anybody, uh, is, is a drunk or a hypocrite because they, they enjoy this in their own time. And this, not only from a teaching perspective, this goes for a believer's perspective too. You shouldn't, as a believer, you know, it, it, showing your example to everybody, you don't want everybody to think that you are a drunk. But at the same time, you are allowed to have your own personal life that nobody should be able to judge you and, and say that you're being hypocritical. I mean, you know, you, you can't do that. And that would disqualify literally every believer and every person ever. You know, and I think Paul Washer is good with, with explaining that. You know, and he says that, you know, if you would see me, on on missions and in the times before you know we you know uh, get get to the missions and and get to the place that we're going or whatever you know people have a very much different opinion of me after they go there is something wrong with this guy well because you watch <laughs> you know, someone like, from like, afar you, and you, you get this idea in your head of what they're, they're everything must be like yeah, yeah. Like, like man you must just be ah you just must be emanating the glow of like, you know, like Moses, <laughs> Moses all the here. time. It's like, dude, no, I'm that I, here I am, you know, like I am sinner just like you. I, I don't, please don't ever hold me up or hold yourself up to some type of, of, 
of level like that. So there is, and it's not hypocritical to say that there still is a standard, um, but the, the, also to understand that this is something that you never, you, you are, you are hopeless. You are dead in your sins. Yeah. Um, there's, there's absolutely nothing that can help you other than the blood of Christ, the, the atoning blood of Christ. So, um, you know, th- there's certainly, um, no, um, boast in anything other than that. Um, but the point is, is just, and I guess, all right, I want to leave this off with first Corinthians six and I'll set this up just real quick here. Um, Paul, obviously writing to the Corinthian church, he mentioned something here about, the past life of a believer and their new life. That's uh, really important here for us to remember. And once we come to a true understanding, a true repentance, we come to the, the knowledge of our sin and we turn from that completely. And um, we do not walk in that sin any longer. Not only is this a change of mind about God, but this is a change of change of mind, a change of action, turning actively turning from sin and and not walking in that direction anymore. And with that knowledge, start in verse nine here in first Corinthians chapter six, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Here's the important part. Okay. And such were some of you. Let me remind you. We all were these things. Whether it be sexually immoral, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuality, greedy, a thief, drunkard, reviler, swindler. All of these things. But, continuing in verse 11, you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. We turn and no longer do these things because we are washed Yes, all of those things are true. And these, are sh- these things should be the things that each believer, whatever you fit in that, sexually immoral, go help people not be sexually immoral. You're an idolater, go help people not be an idolater. That doesn't mean go over and take somebody's lives and beat them over the head. That means find a ministry in that. Help somebody in that way. So I love some of these, these um, even these um, women now that are coming out of um, prostitution and stuff. Yeah, yeah, different things like that that are that are that have got all of these programs and yeah. going out and, and helping, you know, these and, and and it is and they're fabulous. Do that. You're a drunk that you know. Maybe you even have a a a. Um, you know, maybe even killed somebody when you were drunk, you know, in, in your car. And, you know, you, you have that guilt, that weight on, 
Well, guess what? Go serve somebody that is in this scenario. You know, I, I think of, um, you know, so many different examples of, of people that have, have either pained other people like that, but um, that have turned and that, ha- that have done that. I can think of specifically, the, even the reason why I said it is because I can think of a pastor now who has got a, the, has got a uh, manslaughter charge from a drunk driving incident. And, um, you know, I'm sure that there's a hundred million <laughs> stories like this out there that, that, the things that are going on and that type of story and that type of thing, I mean, I mean, that can bless so many people, you know, you can take your pain and, and what you did and, and bless somebody with that, to pull them out of that, to help them, to maybe even get them to not have as much pain as you did. You know, I mean, then, then even in that, I mean, you know, there's so much healing and seeing somebody come and and turn. Um, that's one thing I think the Lord is so gracious to us with is, is being to being able to see somebody change and, 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 you know, um, truly go to help and serve people. That's, that's something that the Lord, you know, gives us the opportunity to witness and, and see and, and to see that is, um, it's a blessing. So, you know, this is, these are the things that we, we go out and do, but these are all things that we were all guilty of at one point. But the important thing is, is that we were washed and that's not the, the way that we were anymore. And, you know, th- this, this could be immediate. Like you don't need, there, there, there's no time frame here. That you need to, you know, if you're sexually immoral, okay, repent of your sins to the Lord and stop being sexually immoral. And guess what? Boom, immediately you're forgiven. And there's nothing that you have to do other than stop. Stop doing what you're doing. Come to a knowledge that what you did was wrong. Yeah. And don't do it. As we all have. And guess what? There's no there's no guilt time there that you need to None. have. None. Zero. And honestly, and that's, I mean, we are constantly telling believers that come to us, don't beat yourself up. Stop. God's not walking around beating you up over it. So right. Stop. It's right. okay. And that, you repented. It's oh, just it, like if your kids, sure. right? When your kids finally come to you and they're like, I am sorry, I will not do that. And it's true. You go, sweetheart, I love you so much. I'm not even upset about it. It's done. Yeah. Like, I'm not, okay, cool. I'm not. I just want you to acknowledge what you did was wrong. Stop doing it. <laughs> you know? And you let's go. You want me to still continue being mad at you for something that I already forgave you for? Like, I, it's, it's, and there's no time that you, that you have to take in this to be forgiven. And you, sh- you, you also understand that this is how forgiveness works. So, Somebody that does decide, it's not that they just all of a sudden became self-righteous. It's because they became to a knowledge of their own sin. And they decided to not walk in that direction anymore. And they want to help people out of that direction. Because you can have that same freedom, that same peace, that same hope. That's why we care. That's why we want to share it with you. (laughs) And and that's it. Because I don't want to see you hurt. You may not even realize the ways you're hurting now, but guess what? It's going to hit you one day. You may not even. And I don't want that for you. And that's where it's like, you know, I apologize if it if it gets if it feels strong sometimes. 
but it's it's you know in certain different ways but it's you know these things do they pain and and i don't want anybody else to go through this pain nor do i want um you know nor do i want god to be this dishonored through these things you know i mean we need to understand how serious this is to the lord and and that's the most important you know obviously thing about it but um such were some of you and and you can't we as as believers have to live with the understanding that people aren't going to be as forgiving as the Lord. And, and um, you know, we just have to keep faith and prayer and just keep walking in a way that shows people that we have changed and we are going a different direction. So, um, you know, I, I, I guess that we can leave it on that. Um, let's, um, I, you know, I, I definitely want to say uh, I am available for anybody that wants to contact us that that has any any concerns or any pains or anything that like this yes absolutely um, that that you can't you know you just feel unforgiven or you feel like you you, you don't know how to give yourself grace or you feel like a hypocrite because what I did all of these things and all of a sudden I say sorry and that's it yeah, that's how this works. Are you truly Are in you your truly heart? Sorry, sorry, and no yeah. longer wanting to live and do the bad things you, know, you once enjoyed. Like, of course, yes, of course, I don't want to do those I, things anymore. Then, yep. Okay, then, and then, so you're still telling me that all I have to do is 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 not do that anymore, and and then it's just over. God's grace is literally yeah, it's, extended it's, to everyone. It's amazing how it works. He desires that. He wants to see you come and take his free gift, right? Who has free stuff to give away and wants you to come take it all? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you work for any corporation and it's like, yeah, like we got to give these, but like no more than that and make sure they go to the ones who are probably going to buy stuff from us. You know right. what I mean? Like here's someone who's like, I'm trying to give you literally more than winning every lottery ever from the time of ever. You know what I mean? Like he's giving you everything and he wants you to take it. Absolutely. He wants you to have this peace. A hundred percent. And, and I, you know, we, we are available, um, for, for anybody to, to talk to, if you need somebody to talk with. So if you, you shoot an email or, or however you contact us, um, many, many listeners, have it's been truly a pleasure for those people to um not know who else to reach out to but just anybody because serving you guys is by far the best thing it's by far it's awesome so if there's any way that we can serve you we will um i uh i hope that this was able to bless somebody and uh we will see you guys next time